On today's late night show, the Dallas Mavericks make a trade and they get back into the draft. They take Jaden Hardy. Is that a good swing for the Dallas Mavericks? A big swing for the Mavs that they take. Plus, the Christian Wood trade is official. What did Nico Harrison say about it? Isaac was one of the few, the proud, that were there. We'll talk all about that on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below let us know what do you think about the Jaden Hardy move what do you think about him what do you think his ceiling is what do you expect him to be let us know all your thoughts in there we'll be talking about him today and joining me as always my co-host writer and contributor at Mavs.com the Hardy party the one more thing king what you got for me Isaac Harris uh it was a fun it was a fun little draft moment that you know we were speculating on if the Mavs could move back into this draft it's all we wanted it's all yeah. we wanted. Just make a move. Do something. And, and they did. And it you know, turned in, it turned out to be a lot of fun. Draft night's fun. And then it turned into a really ni- long night for me. <laughs> I was literally in my car about to leave. And I was like, you know what? Nico's about to talk. Let me just go back in chat the with Nico. classic journalist. Like, let me just go three, back in one more time. <laughs> three hours later, <laughs> it's me and Eddie and Dwayne and McMahon and Brad and Skyler all looking at each other. The mainstays. And here comes Nico walking out with a tray of chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> Nico Harrison, the GM of the Mavs, comes out with this tray of strawberries. And it's like, they were in the shape of the Nike media. shoes, too, which is wild. <laughs> that was not true. But he's, like, just serving the media. He's like, hey, I just want to show this you know, appreciation to you guys. Sorry it's taking so long. <laughs> Everything. And I was like, honestly... It was a really cool moment. Like, you don't see GMs do that. You've never been fed a chocolate-covered strawberry by a GM of an NBA team before? I might put that in my bio. <laughs> fed a chocolate-covered strawberry from Nico Harrison. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Well, we will talk about all about the Jalen, the Jaden Hardy move. Uh, we obviously did a profile of him, so go check that out. This is We will now talk about him in the with the idea of the Mavericks actually getting him and getting him in a trade. So we'll talk all about that. We'll also talk about the Christian Wood trade because it's official. The J- Christian Wood trade is now official. That's one of the reasons why it was so late. We're actually recording this at 3 a.m. Texas time right now. Uh, Isaac, <laughs> Isaac's kids are about to wake up in like an hour or something like that. Don't say, don't say that, Nick. Why, why are we <laughs> saying that? Yeah, I, I shot out a tweet saying that, you know, we got an an early morning wood announcement from uh, no, fr- from the from the Mavs as the trade is now official. Just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, I'm glad you did. Thank you. We'll talk about the Christian Wood trade. Nico Harrison made two really interesting comments that I want to talk about, about Christian Wood and what our expectations about Christian Wood should be. And then we'll get into what the Knicks did. The Knicks did some stuff, and they're going after Jalen Brunson. Nico Harrison commented on that as well. And we'll talk about that later in the show. But let's start with with uh, Jaden Hardy. So the Mavericks make the trade. They acquired the 37th pick from the 
Sacramento Kings. Gotta love a draft day trade with the Sacramento Kings. Um, for a 2024 and a 2028 second round pick. So two second round picks go to Jaden Hardy or go to the Sacramento Kings and the Mavericks take Jaden Hardy. It was a guy that I think a lot of people had in the teens or in the 20s. He was there in the draft room. He was the last guy in the draft room to actually be taken and to, to step up. Um, a lot, of, a lot of us were talking, including Richard Stavin, talking about Walker Kessler. Could he be the last guy? Who's going to be the last guy that's up? That's still in the green room, and it ended up being Jaden Hardy. You know, Tim McMahon uh, tweeted out that a uh, source told him that the Mavs had Jaden Hardy at 19th on their draft board. Um, when you look across other mock drafts and other draft boards, you know, going into the draft, you know, the Ringer, you know, KOC had him at 17, just yeah. two off the top. San Vicini had him at 20. Um, Rafael had him at 22. Um, ESPN mocked him at 22 at one point. The Athletic had him at 23 in a mock at 1.2. So a really similar situation. I know this is you know a different regime you know as far as front office, but really similar to Jalen Brunson's situation yep. of how Dallas had him in this you know late teens, early 20s range of their of their draft board, and then he falls to 33, and they're like you know obviously they had their pick, so they use it on you know Brunson's like no way. It's, it feels like a similar situation in this of Jaden Hardy, a guy who was a number two overall recruit going into the Ignite season, falls to 37, which is crazy. I tweeted it out like five minutes before they took Hardy yeah, you did. Uh, about, uh, you know, about, you know, just throwing it out there to everybody <laughs> that whoever would swing on, on, <laughs> on Hardy, it would be a good swing at that point. Um but no, it's all about capitalizing on on the moment and on this on these situations. And I almost view the Christian Wood trade and now this Jaden Hardy trade, or it is a trade. Yeah, it's okay. kind of a similar thing of Nico looking at a situation and saying, you know what, Christian Wood might not be the perfect center, even though we'll talk about his quotes and everything. Jaden Hardy might not be the perfect guy for the Mavs, like as far as roles and stuff. But you know what they are is incredible value. To get Christian Wood for that deal is incredible value. To give up two dumb future second round picks to to move into this second to get Jaden Hardy and take the swing at that talent at thirty seven that's a value you can't pass up. And Nico is is capitalizing on these moments right now. And that's the thing we were down on Jaden Hardy as a player in our profile. We were we were pretty negative about him at twenty six. Yeah, at twenty six and thinking about taking him in a first round and thinking about taking him, you know, with a first round pick and all that. Like we were down on him as a prospect, but it's all about asset management in this case. Yeah. And so if he goes when he goes so low, you're not expecting so much from him. You're not bringing him in expecting. Okay, well this guy's got to work out because we used this pick and we didn't trade it for a Christian Wood that we know can come in and be this. This guy's got to work out for us. It's it's like Josh Green, right? Josh Green, the Mavs make that 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 pick and all of a sudden now it's it's like three years we've been talking about. Okay, well what can Josh Green be in a rotation, right? And there's just so much pressure on that pick to be something. And now if it's at 37, it's remember Tyler Bay. Tyler Bay was the 37th pick, right? Or 36 or something like that. I mean, there was not a ton of expectations on him to come in and to be a certain thing. And so now with Jaden Hardy, guy that, like you said, was the number one player on a lot of people's boards, like over Chet, over Jabari, like a year ago, like just, just 12 months ago. Guy goes and plays 24 games in the G League between a showcase and an ex exhibition, and he falls all the way to now 37. It's kind of wild to see how he fell, and the conversation that'll be ha that'll happen a lot is 
what if he didn't play in the G League? What if Jaden Hardy didn't play in the G League? Uh, Shaden Sharp didn't end up didn't end up playing with G League Night or with a college or anything. He sat out for a year and he gets taken in the top ten. And Jaden Hardy played twenty four games in the G League, led the team in scoring, scored almost twenty points a game, but didn't shoot the ball well. And all of a sudden he's down in the down in thirty seven and taken thirty seven for the Mavericks. And it's pretty wild to see how much he fell there. If he didn't play a single game like Shaden Sharp did in college or for the Ignite, he would have been a lottery pick, maybe even top 10 pick in this draft. Right. I say that with confidence because you look at, like you said, I looked at this ESPN mock in 2021, March 2021. Okay. That's not, you know, what, 13 months ago, 14 months ago. Um, he was the number three projected overall pick in that mock draft. This guy was number two overall in his class behind Chet going into that season, like we yeah. said. He averaged over 30 points a game in high school. And uh, I was reading this you know, ESPN piece from back then. They're like, hey, he is the best scoring guard in, in high school basketball. And it's like, if he didn't play any of in an Ignite season, then yeah, we're looking at a lottery pick right now. But he goes there. He struggles. He's inefficient at times. There's a lot of things we, we talked about on, yeah, on, in draft profile. He's just He's looking to get a shot and all of that. But even Nico tonight was talking about how he views it as a positive that he struggled early, but then he corrected a lot. And if you do look at his like last eight games, you do see a shift in that. You see you see a shift in his efficiency. He puts up thirty one points in one of those games. Like you, can, it feels like it almost clicks a little bit more for him there at the end of that ignite season. Yeah, it, t- it took a little while for him. And so maybe it'll take a little while in the NBA. So let's talk about Jaden Hardy. Let's redo our draft profile on him. We'll, we'll tell you a little bit about what he's going to bring to the Mavericks, what we expect from him, what his role is going to be, the roster fit, the rotation, all that kind of stuff. We'll talk about that on Jaden Hardy coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about NBA Jam. NBA Jam is back. Arcade 1UP, the leader in at-home retro gaming, gives you the ability to bring the NBA Jam Huge arcade machine console right to your house. The thing that you would see in an arcade, you can bring that home to your house, and it's not going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. You can get it uh, starting at just $400. They have these machines, Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, all that, NBA Jam, Shack Edition. You can get one of those, and we're giving those away right now. We're giving one of those away right now. Go to arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. Go to that. Put in your email. Fill out all the stuff, and they will put you in a drawing to win an Arcade 1-Up, the the NBA Jam Shack Edition. You could have that delivered to your house. Or you could just buy one with an early September ship date. Go check it out, arcade1up.com. Check out the NBA Jam and all that they have to offer at Arcade 1-Up. All right, Isaac Harris. Jaden Hardy. Party for Hardy. Would you like to party with Havarti? There is... uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to look back at some of our, our profiles about these players and now in the context of them being Mavericks. But let's do the whole thing again. Jaden Hardy, he's 6'4", he's 190 pounds. He's got a 6'9 wingspan. He did an interview with Mike Schmitz back in 2011 where he said his wingspan was near 7 foot. So I'm going to guess it's between 7 feet and 6'9 now. Nico specifically referenced his wingspan tonight saying yeah. he has a long wingspan. And it's, so I... Yeah, I think it's yeah. It's a positive. He's not a square. It's not a negative wingspan. So it's a positive in that in that direction for sure. He's 20 years old at the time of the draft. He played for the G League Ignite last year, like we said. Um, and the one te- one sentence on him is easy. He's a pure bucket getter who needs to improve efficiency and playmaking. 
He gets buckets. That's his that's his whole thing. He's a pretty smooth ball handler. He's got a deep bag. Like he has the herky jerky stuff. He has, you know, the shots where he can hit off of step backs. He has a bunch of stuff in his bag. He's an isolation scorer that's the center of his game. Like you said, he was one of the best scorers in high school before he came out. Even one of the best scorers in the G League. I mean, 20 points per game for that mm-hmm. Ignite team of the best players in the country that that come and play for that team. Uh, he just wasn't efficient at any of that stuff, really, until later in the season. Um, defensively, you know, he struggles. Uh, KOC from the ringer said he battles and fights through screens and things like that. Uh, he had an interview with um, with Malika Andrews at one point. I think it was in March of 2022 uh, on NBA Today where he's like, you know, I pride myself on my defense. And you're like, okay, well, a player that says that in a, like mm-hmm. right before the draft time is really trying to promote that they like defense and they're better at it than they really are. Uh, weaknesses for him. Uh, he does like a quick first step, you know, Richard Stamen from, from Mavs draft. That's one thing that he, he had him really low on his board because he doesn't really believe in his first step and that he can get by guys and that he struggled at the rim, which is a real problem for him. You know, the efficiency wasn't just jump shots. It was, he struggled to finish. He struggled at the rim uh, and struggled efficiency all over the court basically. And so uh, we mentioned his availability before and he was supposed to be a lot higher than 37, but he falls to the Mavericks now. And so now all that being said, what do you expect for it? What do you expect from him? What do you think he brings to the Mavericks? Um, well, a couple things. I I don't think he's gonna have some massive you know role on the team next year. I think you know I thought something was telling whenever Nico said you know he was asked about Hardy and he's like, hey, he's a young kid who can score the ball. He's still raw. It will take a while. Yep. He can really score the ball at a high level. He is a straight bucket. Like he can get buckets at all levels, really, you know, he, you look at some of his percentages and it can be a little misleading because he did take a lot of bad shots. There was a lot of it to where, you know, it was like, Hey, pass the ball to, to Hardy and say, Hey, bell us out. And he took, he did, he made bad decisions a lot of the times with the ball, but look at some of his catch and shoot stuff, 40% catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. He's literally one of the best shooters in the draft. I think so. And you look at, um, unguarded catch and shoot shots. 54% last year for the G League. So it, the problem is he d- he doesn't get a ton of them because he was handling the ball so much. So what would a Jaden Hardy look like coming off the ball, you know, playing off the ball some, catching more catch-and-shoot stuff to where it's not all off the dribble and it's not all this ISO. He loves running pick and roll. He has this interview with, with Chris Haynes back a while ago. And, you know, he's very confident in his game and how good he is in this draft class. Everything you want to hear, but he's very confident in him running the pick and roll. And there's some clips and stuff to show that. But offensively, that that's obviously his bread and butter. It's the defense part. And so, like, what is his role moving forward? Like, what's the comp stuff? We, we were talking about this on the on the Mavs you know, live stream with Coop. And I, I threw that out there to Coop. I said, you know, because he was saying a lot of the the weaknesses about about him too, and I was like, "But here's the thing: could we could we see him in a Jordan Poole type of role? Like Jordan Poole is a bucket. He he's not great at defense, but like look at the role he has with the Warriors. Now the Warriors have all this you know structure and yeah. yeah everything with that great defensive team and all of that. But there's a role for guys like this, the Jordan Clarksons, the Jordan Pools of the world. I'm just saying, if he doesn't develop anything, anything else, if he doesn't develop his defense, he doesn't really develop the playmaking, all of that. He's just a pure bucket. There's still a role just for that in the league in Jordan Pool, Jordan Clarksons of the world. So I think that's like 
that that's the route that they could shape him. Not next season, but a couple years from now, could he be that? Yeah, his role in the Mavericks right now to to build on that is I think he plays for the Legends for a little bit. I think he starts with the Legends. I think he he plays in the, and I probably he probably like destroys down down in the G League because he just oh. he just played there and I think Summer that- League. This dude this dude has the potential yeah. to be one of the stories of Summer League that he could go there and say I'm not I'm about to set this place on fire. I don't and belong get here for, in a good way. And and literally like like he could be somebody that everybody's talking about and is like, wow, how did Dallas get him a 37 Steel. type thing? He's going to drop 30 in one of these summer league games and every, all the headlines are going to be like, how didn't, how in the world did he fall to 37? And so he all of a sudden can be the, one of the biggest steals of the draft because there's not as much expectation on him. There's not much, there's not much from us to say, well, you know, if he doesn't work out, that's a big mistake for the Mavs. If he doesn't work out, that's fine. They just, they, they tried, they took a big swing on him. And the big swings are way more fun, right? Like the swings yeah. are way more fun. I'm I'm so excited to see him in summer league. I'm excited to see him with the legends. And then I think eventually, at a certain point in the year, if it starts working for him and clicking for him, and his his you know catch and shoot stuff stays as efficient as it was in the G League, and maybe is better, that I think he finds a role in this Mavericks team, especially if they don't if they don't get a Dragic, if they don't get another guard, like he could be the third guard, like the third uh, point guard off the bench where. You know, maybe they make a Tim trade or something like that, and then he plays a little bit more of a role. And I, I could see him eventually, like getting himself into the ro- working himself into the rotation at a certain point in the year. I just don't think it'll be from day one. Yeah. So McMahon asked him if asked Nico if he would be a two way guy, and Nico said it's, he doesn't know yet. He's unsure how that, what that's going to look like. But for him, it's I start to you know I, I want to say let's let's talk about this for a second because I think. Some people could be listening and saying, hey, I listened to your draft profile on Hardy. Yeah. So now you're just speaking all this glowing up, like, oh my gosh, he could be, you know, this straight buck, all this stuff. I thought the Mavericks would approach the draft if at 26, or even if they traded in, to find a guy that would fit a need. And for for instance, if I was drafting, personally, I would have taken EJ, EJ Liddell. Mm-hmm. I would have probably taken Kamigate. Yep. Because I'm I'm looking at it from an angle of saying, this team was in the Western Conference Finals. There's a few little holes in the rotation. I'm like, a Kamigate could be another big in that rotation. And EJ Liddell could give them another small ball five type of option, another wing, big body wing and stuff. That's how my mind was viewing it. But obviously, Nico's looking at completely different and saying, no, we were in the Western Conference Finals, so that gives us the ability to take a big swing and to take a swing on a talent that could be unbelievable in the league. So it kind of gives them some breathing room. And so that's Nico. I, I'm obviously not Nico, and he takes the big swing in, in a Jaden Hardy. So that's the route. That's why we're shifting, or at least I'm shifting in this moment. Like, okay, well, I wouldn't have did. I would have went a different direction, but they went this direction, and I completely understand it. So now we're going to lean into the all right. Let's see if the home run swing is a home run. And you know what's funny about all that is that who did we take in the ultimate mock draft? <laughs> we did this whole locked on ultimate mock draft. We traded up for the 21st pick and we took Ujman Jang because yeah. we wanted to take the big swing because we were like, hey, we might as well take one more big swing with this pick that, you know, that maybe could turn into a, like an all-star in a couple years or so. It's exactly what we did in our fake draft, but we didn't think the Mavericks would go that way. And they did. They ended up going that way. And the 37th pick is it's so much lower. The contract is so much lower. The responsibility on the team is so much lower than if it's a first round pick. If it's the guy that you put your asset into, you didn't get Christian Wood in a trade for the first round pick. You're 
putting your assets into this and you're expecting this guy to come in and fill a role and be in the rotation. The Mavs aren't expecting that. The Mavs are fine with him to, to not play on the roster the entire year, to play to play yeah. with the G Leagues, to maybe be a two-way guy and not be able to play in the playoffs. Like That's fine for them. And I think that changes the whole mindset of him as a player. Do I still think the same things about him as a player? Yeah, I still think... I look at his comps and I'm like, all right, he's either Bradley Beal or he's Dion Waiters, right? Like those are the two things that he, I said in the profile. And I think those are the two things that like the two ends that he could end up being. He loves the Brad Beal comps. He he said he watches tape of him. I read this whole thing about, and this is a, a question I have too, is, is he going to be willing to not be part of the rotation? Like this yeah. guy was number one in high school, a number two overall recruit putting up 30 a game, goes to the G League team. He's getting his shots and getting his buckets all the time to where, and he he's worked out with, he's a clutch client. He's worked out with, he's gotten advice from LeBron. He's yeah. worked out with James Harden. He's worked out with LaMelo. Lillard. He's worked out with Trey Young. He's worked out with Damian Lillard. This dude's working out with the superstars of the NBA. And so all of this, he's very confident in his game. He's been the best player. So now he's going to step into this role in the NBA and, to where they could legit be like, hey, can you sign a two-way? Can you play up in Frisco some? And, hey, you, you're going to get like, some DMPCDs. where D is Frisco? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, and they could be like, hey, you're going to get some DMPCDs, but we're going to continue to grow and all that. I'm curious to see that part of him too. And uh, there's no way to answer that right now. The answer to the what is what's his future with the Mavericks is how does he respond to tonight? How does he respond yeah. to going 37th? How does he respond with being the last player in the draft room, does he take that as motivation and say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going all out now. I'm gonna go and prove everybody wrong and all that." Awesome, would love that. I'm, I'm so rooting for him to take that route and to just prove everybody wrong and be a part of the rotation. And eventually, the Mavericks like have to make him part of, of their roster instead of just a two way this year. Yeah, but we'll see. Or it could be hard for him. It could be an adjustment like the G League was for him, and maybe he takes a little while to adjust, and that's fine too. Look at the guys he's gonna have to learn from too. Like he's going to, you know, you, you can already see it now. Dinwiddie, Dorian, Tim Hardaway, these guys off yeah. the, you know, these guys off Dwight. the bench that, yeah, Dwight, that, you know, he's going to step in. He's going to be the rook. We're going to see all the, you know, all the stuff, him carrying all the coffees and donuts and everything. But, it, you know, Dinwiddie, especially of, hey, look at this role that I played last year on this Mavs team. I came in and I got buckets. This is what you need to do in the NBA type thing. So. It's exciting. It's a swing for Dallas. It, it's an exciting swing. It makes summer league, you know, watchable, watchable. Way more um, fun. <laughs> yeah, to see what he does in summer league. But it, it's a it's a nice swing from from Nico Harrison. Coming up, let's talk about Nico Harrison's comments about the Christian Wood trade. It's official. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about his comments on the Jalen Brunson situation with the Knicks. All that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines and spreads. In sports, Eurobasket is coming up soon. We will be covering it on Lockdown Mavs. Number one to win to win Eurobasket, Serbia plus two seventy five. France is plus four fifty, so they're number two. Greece is plus five hundred, just just a little bit behind France, and then Slovenia plus six hundred behind Serbia, France, and Greece. That one is fascinating to me. Uh, you can go check that out. Spain is plus eight hundred. Then you have Lithuania plus twelve hundred. Italy, Turkey, Germany, Croatia, Czech Republic, go all the way down to the bottom. Hungary, plus 20,000. Estonia, plus 20,000. So you put 100 bucks on Hungary, they win Eurobasket somehow, you'll win $20,000. So, hey. Wow. 
Go check it out. Uh, but Bet Online has all that kind of stuff. They have the WNBA, they have MLB, they have fights, they have all kinds of different things. Go check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, Nico Harrison, you sat and waited for this man. He gave you strawberries, fed you strawberries out of his hand, and he talked about the Christian Wood trade. It was official. They were waiting and waiting on the phone for the league office to make it official. If you don't know how trades work in the NBA, the two sides of the trade, both teams have to agree on the parameters of a deal, and then they have to take those parameters and take it to the take it to the league office and say, "Hey, is this good? Like, can we do this in the league office?" And this one turned into a, a three-team. McMahon was telling me it's possible four-team trade, but so that this is why I think there were a lot of wrinkles to it. Yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of different changes to it. But now Christian Wood is a Maverick. The Mavericks actually tweeted out, and they have, it's official and all that. And I thought Nico Harrison's comments about Christian Wood were the most interesting part of this whole thing. The first one. From Nico Harrison. Yeah, I mean, Christian, he gives us something that we don't have. He's a good rebounder. He's super athletic. He'll be great with Luka Doncic in the pick and roll. Mm. He can play above the rim. He can also shoot. I mean, he's an offensive guy at that position. He's an athletic offensive guy. We're really excited about it. I think him saying he's an offensive guy twice and emphasizing that was very interesting to me. And it's honest. Like, I I love that, hey, we're not going to sugarcoat this. We're not going to... You know, we're not going to sit here and say, yeah, we got our we got our answer at center. No, he's like, I'm going to tell you, like, we got a Christian Wood guy on offense that we don't have. And he said this multiple times, too. He's like, we don't have a guy like him on our roster. Right. And emphasizing all these things he can do, shooting and rebounding and all of that. A lot of things that he was talking about at the end of that Warrior series that they needed in getting rebounds and all of that. So. I, I loved his honesty in that. And yeah, I think there is an emphasis. I don't think he's like trying to emphasize that. Hey, I'm going to say offense because he sucks at defense, but he's just <laughs> yeah. being honest in his evaluation of him of like, he's a great, he's a good offensive center. And not hyping him up to be something he's not right. And and not yeah. given it's again about expectations. The expectations for Christian Wood are not, we think this guy can be an all-star, right? Maybe he does. Maybe Nico Harrison does think that, but he didn't come out and say that and put those expectations yeah. on him. Maybe he's maybe he'll say that in front of his face at his like uh, his press conference that they eventually have this summer. But he didn't come out and say that right away. But just that he's an offensive guy, an offensive guy, not to bring up the oh, he's the answer rebounder. Everything that we wanted. Remember when I remember when I said after the the season and at exit interviews that we wanted a rim protector. Well, we got that guy right here. He didn't say that. And I thought that was pretty refreshing that. He didn't come out and say this guy's bad at defense, but he wasn't like he was the answer that we're looking for. Um, the other comment that I thought was really interesting is he said, you know, Christian Wood is entering a contract year and he was asked about the long-term fit with the Mavs. And Nico Harrison said, quote, I think we both offer each other a lot. We'll have to do a little bit of showing him. He'll have to do a little bit of showing us. And I just like that idea of, Hey, this is, you know, it, it's a decision that he has to, the player has to make, but we also have to make it too. We have to know if he's right for us to make this contract extension and it's on both sides to try and figure it out over this next, you know, five, six month stretch. This was the quote of the night for me. I, I thought the honesty in that too of once again, he wasn't coming into this saying, We got our answer. We got our our guy next to Luca for the next fit. you know few years. Yes. He didn't say immediately right off the right off the bat of yeah, he's on an expiring contract. We hope to lock him up pretty soon. Like yeah. we want we want Christian Wood a part of our future for years to come. You didn't hear any of that. It's a it's a low risk, high reward type of move, just like the Jaden Hardy pick of 
Let's bring in Christian Wood. He's great at all the things that he described, but he's going to have to prove to us some things and we're going to have to prove to him some things. And it's like, it's a wait and see approach and his honesty in that. I I loved it. Yeah. Because Christian Wood has to show them that, you know, when we, when the trade first went down, I said, it's a risk and there is still risk in it. It's risk because their chemistry was such a big part of their team. And Christian Wood had issues with the Rockets and, I expect that to be fine with Christian Wood, but we don't know that. We don't know what he expects coming in. We don't know if maybe Jason Kidd benches him one game and all of a sudden it becomes the whole thing that happened with the Rockets or maybe there's stuff that happens between him and coaches that we don't know about. So that's a risk. And if the Mavericks decide at a certain point, this guy doesn't fit our culture. This guy doesn't fit what we're about. Our whole thing is about you know, being for each other and not having egos. And what did Jalen Brunson say on Duncan Robinson's podcast? It's all about not having egos. That's the reason yeah. why we got so far. It's everybody putting that behind you and just what does it take to win? And if and if Christian Wood in his contract year is not about that and you can understand it a little bit, then maybe the Mavericks decide not to. But also the yeah. Mavericks have to show Christian Wood that this is a place where he can thrive and that he can get what he wants out of out of his career and out of his life. And I thought that was cool. And if it doesn't work out, you know what they still have? A guy that they could have picked with the 26 pick in Jaden Hardy. <laughs> How about that? And it's like, how about that? You, I mean, we 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 all love to do the hey. So they basically a team did, you know, took all of this and got this. In the past week, they took four rotation, four guys who are not in the rotation, right. the twenty six pick and two two future second round picks, and turned it into Christian Wood and Jaden Hardy. So, it, it great swings by Nico. And if he hits, if he hit on both of these. That's incre- that's incredible, right? Yeah. How incredible could it be? J- Jaden Hardy can make an All NBA. He can make an All Star team at a certain point in his career. If best, ever, if ba- ever, best, best I'm, case that's scenario. That's what I'm saying. Yes. If, it, if it hits and everything, best case scenario, he can, right? That's why I compared him to Bradley Beal uh, because he can. He has all that stuff. He has all the all the tools. Christian Wood hits. He's a 20 and 10 guy that maybe plays better defense than you expect that can play passable defense, and then all of a sudden this team has something that it didn't have last year, like what Nico said. So. It's fascinating to see the, these things and uh, to these two these two moves that are so different, but are also like the same in the essence of them, right? Like they're yeah. taking a swing on something, and if it works out really well, it could be huge for the Mavs. What uh, What do you think about his Brunson quotes? Yeah, I want to get to this. Um, the The Knicks made a bunch of moves. They 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 traded Jalen Duran basically to the Pistons. They got off of the Kemba Walker contract, and so the Knicks cleared about eighteen. They got eight. They have eighteen million dollars in space now. Um, they can clear more. The Alec Burks contract, the Nerlens Noel contract, uh, you know, Cam Reddish if they want to move him. And so the Knicks made all these moves, and all of a sudden they have some more cap space. They're, it's not a secret that they're trying to get space to go after Jalen Brunson. And so someone asked Nico Harrison, you know, what did you what did you think about the Knicks, you know, making some moves and creating cap space? And he said, you know, until he tells us that he doesn't want to be here, we're optimistic. And then he said, we're, we we expected to see the Knicks do that. You know, we expected that to happen. And so I, I thought it was interesting that he addressed it. I thought it was interesting yeah. what the Knicks did. The Mavs can still, at this point, even, you know, at, at any point, the Mavs can still offer Jalen Brunson more. They can offer him more money, more years and all that if they go to the full max. But... The Knicks thing is interesting. It's interesting to see what's going to happen, and I don't think anybody knows. We've had reports from both directions. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he he addressed that a couple different times. He even said, he's like, yeah, it's not, it, you know, we were expecting the Knicks to do that. He said they tried to do it at the trade deadline too. Yeah, right. Um, 
the Knicks are very confident in this pursuit. Okay. So, I mean, they basically just traded completely out of the draft today. They got a couple future firsts and stuff, but they're trading out of the draft. They, they lose that, you know, they don't have to pay that first round pick money. They shed Kimbas, you know, money and all of that. So it's going to get, yeah, it's going to get fun here in a, next week. I thought it was interesting when Nico Harrison said, you know, that they're, they're as the Knicks are as confident about getting Jalen Brunson as they were about getting Zion, or they were as confident about getting Kevin Durant, or about getting Kyrie Irving, or about getting. That is not a quote from Nico LeBron Harrison. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> not a quote, an a, 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 a asterisk, not a real Nico Harrison quote. <laughs> so there you go. The Mavericks are now sitting, uh, going into free agency and hoping. To have Dallas is going to get a seat at the table. A seat at the table with some of these moves that they made. And hey, maybe Jaden Hardy turns into a really interesting young piece. He turns into a trade chip, and then that's all of a sudden another avenue they can take down the road. And, and that's a that's a roster spot too that they got in Jaden Hardy. So you know you had the well, you took the four. Way, yeah. yeah, yeah, or a two way. If he doesn't, you know, take a two way, then if you count Hardy and Theo, now you're opening. You basically have one open roster spot. So. If you convert Jaden Hardy to a two-way, he's, he's down for that. He's cool for that. You obviously still have your two open spots, assuming that Theo Pinson's getting one of those other. Lots more to break down. We will be here five days a week on Locked on Mavs. We, we deliver. Even at 3 a.m., <laughs> we, we deliver a podcast. 346 right now. <laughs> guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Go listen to Locked on NBA Big Board. Those guys did incredible work all night. Um there's a clip on YouTube if you're listening on the podcast. There's a clip on YouTube of me and Richard Saman and Leaf Tulane reacting to the Jaden Hardy news. Some good takes on that. So go check it out on YouTube. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lock on Maps. It's all-